Doug! Doc, can I get a drop? Oh, uh, the rule says play it as it lies. What are you doing, Booby? What are you doing? Let's go, Tiger! Johnny, that's better than most. All right, welcome to episode 14 of Play It As Lies. We have a super, super, super fun interview with our boy, Colin McCarthy. You so kind of come on. We asked him a bunch of questions, ranged from holy moly, coaching. He also gave us some amazing family guy impressions, so you can look forward to that because we were all completely shocked by that. But Also, if you haven't already, please hit that five stars on Apple and please subscribe on Spotify. That all means a lot, and we appreciate y'all. So enjoy the interview. We appreciate coming on the pod. Episode 14 of Play It As It Lies. The boy, Colin McCarthy, is joining us today. Colin, can you please introduce yourself for anybody who's listening? Uh, golf coach, content creator. Um, I have fun with the game and get people to understand their swing a lot better. Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. Nice. Right. That's the thing. You need more, right. more people like you because I struggle a lot. Yeah, and I mean it's not really, it's not really your fault. It's not really a coach's fault. I mean sometimes people are just grown into this sort of swing belief or or, or kind of template that they use um, to teach you with, and they want to make money, they want to make a living. I understand, um, and they don't want to make as many sacrifices. I've made a lot of sacrifices. Um, studying, you know, friends being like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm home doing an experiment," or. I'm on the course doing an experiment. I'm, you know, I just, it is what it is. Uh, this, so it's, it, every golf coach out there is doing their best. And that's all we hope to do is our best. Um, and hopefully they're learning. Cause if you're not learning while you're coaching, you're doing something wrong. So. I feel like there's definitely, I mean, in my past, taking lessons with a lot of coaches that like they still love the game. They want to play more than they necessarily want to teach. And yeah. Kind of, for me personally, I don't really bond well with those guys. Yeah, well, it, and it, you run into egos. You run into, you know, um, a lot of head pros um, that I've ran into have egos because they wish they were, they wish they had even more money or they had more connections or they had a better understanding of, of you know, their game. So what they do is try and reroute what they're passionate about into a business and business is about consistency. That's all business is, and you will be successful as long as you're consistent in your niche. But golf is specific to the individual. It's not difficult. It's made difficult by humans, but it's very specific to the individual. And that is hard to sell to millions and millions of people. That's why, you go on YouTube and you go on Instagram and you go on even TikTok. They all golf tips, but that tip may not be for you or your grip or your height, your body build, your everything. You're just your measurements. It's very specific. It's not difficult once you make the specificity a lot more clear as to what your cues are. But it becomes it becomes very um, uh, very overwhelming when the tips don't work. Um, and odds are that uh, um, you getting the feeling of some drill are very low because there's so many yeah. different swings. 
Yeah. So many. Yeah. Now I've definitely had that experience too, like just with different coaches trying to figure out my swing. But um, yeah. So you want to get into some segments, boys? Yeah. So we like to start off with the front nine. Uh, we have a front nine at the end. We'll hit you with the back nine. Um, it's just fun little questions that we like to do. Um, so I guess number first question, uh, first tee. Uh, are you a draw guy or a fade guy? Uh, either. Um, depends on the shot. Uh, I just whatever set up for the shot. Whatever. Yeah, whatever I'm basically. Whatever will. There's two things. Whatever the green calls for, because people forget that. Mm -hmm. um, they play a draw into a green. Well, um, if you're right-handed, okay, you play a draw into a right-to-left green, it's going to roll way past the hole. Then if you play a fade into a right-to-left green, it's going to stay there. So <clears throat> there's all kinds of different countering shots. Um, there's different there's different variations. Same thing with the fairway. If the fairway slopes to the left, I don't know why you're trying to hit a draw because you're not going to stay in the fairway. <laughs> and, and and you'll see you'll see a lot of players, um, especially if it's a let's say it's a right to left, um, and there's a tree to the left of the tee box. I mean, that's a hard hole to begin with. So. You got to have a lot of shots in the bag to be prepared. It's not about being consistent. That's business. This is where people get business and golf um, scoring, excuse me, uh, business and scoring very, 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 very confused. You want to be prepared for consistency, not being consistent. It's not what scoring is about. So how often, let's say, you're right <clears throat> and with the bunker tucked right, how often are you going to go at that pin? Uh, depends on the yardage. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny if people say I'm in between, I'm in between clubs. I was like, okay, well, give me an example of any other sport that's like that. Yeah. And they can't, they can't because what our people are doing is they're full swinging. So they don't really know where the club head is. Yeah. But if you pinpoint exactly where you're, how do you throw a ball? Like, Hey, yo, bro, like full swing that to me. Like you just sound tell them to throw it harder. Like, right. There's no, there's, the connotation just doesn't make sense. The wordage in golf is very, um, I wouldn't say poor, but it's very misunderstood. There's no real definition to full, nothing to it. There's no exact. All right. Number two, who's your favorite golfer? It's like asking what's my favorite food. <laughs> you know, like, <clears throat> there's too, there's too many different characters. We need people. Uh, sadly, we need people like Patrick Reed, who are the antagonists. Um, yeah, so people actually become, sense. yeah, we, we need people like that. We need, like in, in football, you're either a, you were, you're either a Brady fan or you don't like Brady at all. So mm -hmm. you need to have that kind of scenario. You can't just have even keel like Steve Strickers who don't really do anything, um, anything wrong at all. They're super, super nice dudes. Um, like Rory, super, super nice dude, really hasn't messed up on social media anywhere. <clears throat> and just, you need people that show humility. Because if you don't see humility and you just see like, like Tiger's documentary, oh boy. Um, <laughs> you don't get into that, but it was just like, there's no need for them to do that. Uh, they did it, you know, to show humility, but at the same time, it's, it's just, it's too much info. I don't know why someone would want to do that, but they to answer your question, I don't have one because there's too many. There's just. I agree with that. I agree. All right. 
Do you have one? Did you have one growing up, or like who was the guy that you really looked up to in golf when you were younger? Um, uh, my grandfather was my mentor. Um, until mm -hmm. I, you know, like fourteen, fifteen, he was my mentor. He's the one that kind of got me um going with everything i mean obviously i watched tiger for for a while um i was 15 when he started bouncing the ball on the club and everything and then everybody started doing it and now everybody else started doing it so it's like oh my gosh like it's amazing to see people do trick shots with it but it's like you know like when i'm coaching and stuff like that that some kids that i coach want to learn how to do that i'm like it's actually good for your swing because it, it helps you understand how to use your forearms properly, which most people don't know how to do. That's why they can't bounce the ball in the club. Um, but in, in all, in all reality here, there's just, there's no necessity for it. It's just fun. It's extra stuff to get people more entertained. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, but yeah, Ed, Tiger, um, that's just a handful. I mean, I'm, I was yeah. young enough to see Jack when I was little, um, Hogan, a little bit. I mean, my grandfather had stories about Hogan. People would confuse my grandfather with Hogan because they looked very, very alike. Uh, just I, just eye color. It's so crazy how alike they looked. Um, but yeah, not not um, not too many players um, impacted me like Tiger did. Watching the U.S. Open and you know all those crazy like. His willpower is insane. Mm -hmm. and he's like you said, he can move mountains. So, but just crazy how things just happen yeah. <clears throat> and contention of the lead, like especially at the 12 hole 2019. That was just, I mean, just super cool to watch. Yeah, he just know he's he has this mentality um, of, of it's like clockwork. I mean, I I've, I've I talked to him for quite some time. I was fortunate enough to, well, wasn't really, well, they thought I was a tour player. So I went along with it <laughs> and I stayed, I, I stayed in the clubhouse for a while, just kind of chilling talking with some other tour players. And um, it was a fun experience to pick his brain for a little while. It was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but, That's awesome. Uh, I, I could talk to him forever. <sighs> it felt like forever to me, but for him, it was like, Oh God, when did this end? <laughs> um, but he, he had this kind of like rapport, like, he was a player, so it was relatable. It wasn't him talking to some kind of fan or something where it just doesn't um, doesn't really, like, you know, relate to it. It's, it's That's what, you know, higher-statured people want to be able to relate. That's why working with coaching celebrities, for instance, man, it's a whole different world. <laughs> it's, it's their time. It's their time, not your time. Yeah, their time. They can cancel last minute. You got to be like, okay, that's fine. I'll just, you know, <clears throat> that's just how it goes. Uh, they have priorities now. And, and I mean, it's crazy, but yeah. All right. Number three, how often do you work on your golf game? Um, kind of don't, uh, cause I change my swing so often. I want to, I want to work on the actual science of it. Um, I am working on like different aspects of changing variables. Uh, and if the variables change in the experiment and you're getting the same result, that means it's a different way, but you're getting that, that outcome that you're looking for has to have support, has to have a control. 
which the control and I would hope everyone's situation is gravity and friction. Otherwise you might want to hold on to something. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's very, very, very important to understand um, that when you make a change, you have to understand what that change is going to do. And most people make a change to see a better result. You're making a change to make a result happen. That's part of action reaction. Uh, and that's where people have a huge downfall is if they make a change, they think it's going to make it better. It may not. It may make it worse. So you have to accept that before you make change. But they don't know how to do that. That's why they fear change because they don't know what's going to happen because they don't understand what they're doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so, so to answer your question, I don't work on my, um, my scoring uh, as, as nearly as I did a decade ago. Um, I played when I was 21, 20, 21, and, um, I had a lot of injuries. So I just, I found my, uh, my sponsors and was like, guys can't do it. Yeah. Can't, I just can't do it. I can't, um, yeah, I have pain every now and then, and then I, I, the pain leads to doubt. And then I'm like, yeah, cause injured, injured athletes, have a very, very hard time, especially ones in football, uh, especially ones in baseball, all of them. It sucks. They, they have a, um, it's just, it's hard to explain. It's, it's almost like a, a PTSD. You know, it, it's, 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 it's in you and it's hard to pull that out because you don't trust your body. That's why Tiger isn't playing as well as he'd want to because he doesn't trust his body every time he swings a golf club. Mm -hmm. I had the same injury, uh, the same surgery, excuse me, as he did uh, nine months ago. <clears throat> and uh, it's an experience. It's actually, it's actually made me a better coach uh, with all the surgeries that I've had. It's made me a better coach, but, uh, and injuries, but it's, um, it's a reliance on your body to be consistent. That's the problem. If your body's not healthy and consistent enough, why, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to, why are you, why are you trying to be on tour? That's the, just the worst investment you could make. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the money to do it, you're putting yourself in. Tiger has the money to do it clearly. So he, he shows up, he makes millions. Mm -hmm. But if someone has tons of injuries and they're just getting into Q school, you got to figure out a way to get money, get backing. <clears throat> you got to have as much on your side as possible. Did you ever think about doing Q school yourself? Um, now, no, I have a passion for coaching. I would never, um, unless it's a scramble, I don't, I don't have that competitive nature in me. Uh, I have it. I have that competitive nature for my students. I, I want to push them mm -hmm. and I want to build, build my business uh, and, and keep it going. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, number, number four, would you rather have the driver yips or the putter yips? So, <laughs> the yips uh the yips i'll explain this very briefly the yips are accelerating at the wrong time so yeah. i i mean having neither uh would be beneficial uh because <laughs> you're told to accelerate at the ball but if you really truly think about it, it doesn't make sense at all you physically can't purposely accelerate right when the club meets the body like clapping your hands right when your hands come together 
Impossible. It's impossible. The, the words make no sense. So when you try and make those words happen, they don't make any sense. None. This yeah. lag is a change in direction. It's a fluctuation of resistance. That's what lag is. So people stop at their takeaway, then try and accelerate from there and at the ball. So they're swinging while they're swinging. Not fun. <laughs> it sounds like you're describing my golf swing. And... <laughs> it, it, it's funny because a lot of, I, I talk a lot about intention. What do you intend to do? It's like uh, when you see a, a girl at a bar or just somewhere, a library, let's say for instance, you know, just somewhere like, oh, cool. I just ran into this person. What? You guys could just go up there and poke her. That's weird. You know, like, you're gonna you plan on talking about something or you just not even about her, just something random, you know, like just striking up and, and breaking the ice. Well, you don't have an icebreaker for yourself. You don't have a, a plan. You don't have an intention to what the heck you're gonna do with the golf course. You just say, Oh, I'm gonna full swing here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good because you don't know where the club head's going. No <laughs> clue. If you just spin your body and hope you hit the ball, that's playing and praying, you know. That's what that is. So just a recap, don't go up to the girl and just poke her or? Yeah, exactly. That, unless okay, you're okay, like, gotcha. uh, unless she prior, like she's, she knows you. It's kind of, mm. it's kind of weird. You know? Yeah. Unless you're on Facebook, hey, you know. don't poke anyone. You know? <laughs> fair, Even fair. on Facebook came up with that. Let's poke someone else's page. It's weird. It weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> what the heck, Zuckerberg? Like what's the matter with you? He right. probably didn't talk to many women at the library he was studying. <laughs> yeah, I would concur with that. All right. Number five, how long do your like golf trick shots usually take? Let's just say like um, average. Because I mean, I've seen, I've looked on your page. I'm just like, man, this probably took so long. And he made it look so easy. Some of them, some of them don't. Some of them take like five minutes. Some of them take... I mean, I've had a collective one that took 10 hours only because the hurricane ruined it. Um, but that was the one that went all the way through my house with, uh, with slabs, stone slabs. Uh, and uh, no one had ever done it like through their own entire home and out their backyard. So I was like, why not try it? Um, so when that, when that happened, uh, first my landlord moved one of the slabs. I had to redo the whole thing again. Once you move one slab, you have to redo it all over again. Yeah. One yeah. one movement changes the angularity of where the ball is bouncing. Um, yeah, and then the hurricane came through. And I'll work on it for like maybe 30, 40 minutes, and then I move on to something else. I just keep all the slabs where they are. Um, so uh, then the hurricane came through, moved everything in the backyard that I had all my slabs. So I had to start over again. Um, and then let me see, I finally got it, but, uh, it's just collective. It's, it's like the bottle, the bottle flop, uh, when it spun and landed in the hole, um, that took gosh, under an hour. Uh, but I took breaks because <laughs> sometimes it got frustrating with the wind because the wind would move the ball. I'd barely hit, like just barely miss it. Mm -hmm. Wind would move it. Uh, it was a little breezy that day. So. But yeah, it's, it's getting the, the camera angle, I think, is what takes the longest for me, is how do I get the POV to be really good? How do I get the point of view so that PR, people are looking at it like the best angle? Sometimes I put like a 
That's like big. a GoPro up and like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all about angularity. If you, you can't, you can't have a good visual on the whole aspect and explore page, like, Ooh, explore page goes, that's mine. I'm going to put that right there. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very specific to that too. So, Dude, so yeah. You have a really unique, uh, like you said, camera, like I can really tell whenever I see one of your videos, I'm like, yep, that's Colin's video. And it's just like, <laughs> You do you do you have someone filming for you? Or you said GoPros or um I I sometimes have someone filming, but most cases just on a tripod. Okay. A tripod or it's like it's taped somewhere or it's in my shoe on a chair on top of like I'll just stack stuff on top of each other. Mm -hmm. Um I originally wanted to be an architect, but I found out that there's a lot of testing in that and then so you get to take yeah. a test. So. Yeah. yeah. You made a decision. My dad is, and I'm just like, I don't know how you put up with this, like a home builder. I'm just like, I can never do this. It's a lot of patience. It's it just it's it's you gotta have passion for 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 angles. You just do. And and I clearly do, but it's just too much. It's too much. I know quite a few architects though. So it's 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 interesting to kind of go back and forth. Why why are you not doing this? And like, ah, oh, you have no idea. Test anxiety sucks. It's a thing. So yes. I did my best in college, graduated, and got the heck out of there. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good doing what I'm doing, you know. Uh, as you guys know, you guys are in college, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not fun, especially when you have multiple choice tests and you have an imagination. When you have multiple choice tests and you have an imagination, you can pretty much get every question somewhat right if you don't study correctly <laughs> if you don't study you're on that one question and i'm very stubborn i'm stubborn willed i will not move on until i get that answer right and that kills me on time so it is what yeah. it is personality is based uh, a lot about how you take tests so um, i i will not give up on anything until i do it i've only not done two trick shots one of which takes two people and we tried it for an hour. Could not do it. We're trying to hit two drivers at once and have them hit. Oh, oh. That's and the reason why that's so hard. The reason why that's so hard is because um the actual friction on the golf ball when they're when they're going towards each other, sometimes they'll get pushed away because there's so much air friction around that golf ball that is actually nudging it just slightly. So you have to get him like center ball, center ball, like perfectly. That's crazy. Dang, it's hard. It's, that's why like when Garrett did that like um, T flop to regular flop and he hit the ball, Yeah, it, it's super hard to do. And the other trick shot that I haven't done is that one, but I wanted to do it like, like 100 yards out. So I'd hit the ball from 100 yards out. I came – I can't tell you how many times I've come like – that close to hitting so i'll i'll like i'll flop the eight iron or seven is it seven iron seven iron i'll flop the seven iron up and then i hit a stinger with the seven iron it gets it low and rises i cannot tell you how many times um it's easier to do with the lag <laughs> shot than it is on anything uh but it, i just stopped i was like i'm gonna hurt my back doing this yes i i hit over like 100 balls trying it and i was just like Maybe later. <laughs> but, All right. But yeah. Uh, what is your lowest round? My lowest round is 60. 
That's not in competition though. Uh, 64 is my lowest round in, in an actual tournament. What par was that when you shot the 62? 72. People were like, oh, yeah, it was a par three course. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was 70, par 72. Uh, it's at the Walker Man, course in Clemson. Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's when I was that's when I was working on, on my game and not talking to a soul. I also didn't like that about myself is uh, I either play and entertain and I don't score as well or I don't talk to a soul and really focus on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Because that's like, uh, my grandfather would refer to me a lot as like Ben Hogan, where Hogan doesn't notice a single thing. He, a true story, he was playing in a tournament. Um, they all finished the actual hole. And um, I was like, what did you get on that hole? Guy got a hole in one. And Hogan didn't notice. He's that, <laughs> he's just that, he's that true story. Wow. he's that yeah, focused that's... on what you're doing <laughs> yeah he's that focused uh, he, he hogan was hogan was a comedian he was a lovable guy people don't know that about him um but he's just he was he had a very 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 hard childhood and that's what shaped him into such an amazing golfer mm-hmm. um and you know i had a pretty good childhood so that's probably why i can be a little weak sometimes. I'm like, I had such a bad shot when I was like in high school. I had such a bad shot. And then I'd like get a bogey. Then I'd get pissed off and get like two birdies. Um, just because I was like down. And you, you have a down, then you back up and tunnel vision and all that. You gotta stuff. have that mindset. Yeah. Well, it's not, really, it's not really the mindset. You just have to have the swing and the intention of yourself. You don't. And people are like, oh, it's all about confidence. I'm like, no, it's not. Because the science doesn't, science doesn't depict the ball's going to have a draw. If you really want to hit a draw, it's not going to happen. Because um, if, if you believe it is, you know, good for you. But science is going to say, sorry, bro. The ball's going not that way. Especially if you come in a different direction with the club head. You, you have to understand what you're doing. And um, for those athletes out there that, do it do the it already that's impressive they don't even need to think about it like dj doesn't have to think about it he thinks about it more than you think but um he doesn't really need to think about it all that much because he already does it well he's already done it um and just little tiny tweaks with the clubs and just little tiny tweaks of how he moves he's unstoppable if he can learn how to putt and putt consistently um with every line that he has he'll win just as much as tiger but his putting kills him yeah his but his drives are great his putting kills him mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. he's really hot and i guess having that perfect practice putting that has helped him yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 we have yeah. here and those are by far the best thing i've ever used for putting yeah well the, the material that you use is super smooth it's just mm-hmm. and you, it doesn't fold or wrinkle or yeah anything like that but yeah, yeah, that uh, I go off on tangents. So, but yeah, it's 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 learning, it's learning and understanding what to do before you do it. Then you can. Hmm. All right, number seven. Would you rather have Phil's short game or Bryson's length off the tee? Um, shoot, it's hard. Dumped you a little bit. Well, it's hard because Bryson. 
if he had just had normal length clubs, then his short game would be better. <laughs> but he doesn't because he wants to. <laughs> he wants to be different. Um, I, I I would I would more likely go with Phil's short game um, than Bryson's off the tee because in the golf on a golf course it's about position. Um, it's about it's not about length yes you can have a wedge in but what if you hit it on the other hole if you hit it on the other hole on purpose which i've done in several tournaments i was like no no i'm going over there because yeah. i want i want a shot into the green and i know the the course enough to know i can play it in the other fairway and play in people are like what are you doing i was like it's an easier second shot in because the green is going to help me versus having a banking a bank is you want to hit it you want to hit it into the hill and have the ball stop um, as opposed to a banking green and you're hitting it, a draw into it. it. It's, it's all about position. So if you're bombing it, you better hope that you know the green well enough um, to strategize where you're landing. That's what he did in the U S open. Um, he had longer clubs to get through the high rough. That was his advantage because he has obviously more, speed when he comes through with a longer club with the wedges mm-hmm. um and the shorter irons that's what helped him yeah definitely that, that helped him but when he's off fairway and he's got to be very meticulous it's hard to put on the brakes under pressure um you falter in some cases but but yeah I, i'd go with phil's short game i wouldn't go with bryson's long game because in the long run you can't you're not going to have long game Exactly. Yeah, forever. Short game is kind of hard not to pass up with all the shots he's hit through his career. Yeah, the backward uh, shot. The eight. backward shot. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, just barely missed it. Oh, I know. It's just gold. All right, so number funny. eight. I saw on your story, um, you're a certified personal trainer. Hmm. First, um, just tell us a little bit about that, and I guess why you decided to do that. That's a mouthful. It's uh, International Sports right. Sciences Association. So, um, a little little summary. Yeah, uh, I I've always loved working out. I mean, when I was like thirteen, I was like, I want abs because you know, like in men's health, you're like, oh, women love abs. They really don't, but like, it's it's a bonus, I guess. So I always liked doing work, like just exercises and that burn afterwards, and just feeling of of you feel improvement. Mm-hmm. you feel that like and you have a goal you can reach it it's achievable it's it's within your grasp it builds your willpower it keeps you healthy you eat healthy it, your body is 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 a machine if you start to pour water into that machine you're just why why are you why are you what are you doing like you have one body you only die once right, right. so i love how people say you only live once no you will die once you can live as long as you want yeah, but you, you kind of have to uh, understand that concept. But but yeah, um, I, I was a trainer for a very long time. Um, I enjoyed coaching. And I enjoyed coaching people and getting them to their goals. That was fun for me. Um, and I kind of just built around that and then branched off. I always coached golf ever since I was, gosh, 15, 14, 15, that area. So almost 20 years of coaching um you know a lot a lot of mistakes a lot of teaching drills that made no sense now i get that why i mess people up um 
but it, it's yeah it was it's just still a big part of my life i eat super healthy um and it's 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 fun man you start to treat your body right you're gonna feel better i still stay up at night though because people you know some people are just not good at golf and want to be it keeps me up so that's awesome though that you're so invested in the game um teaching people um i wish every golf coach yeah but so for number nine as some of the people out there may know there's the show holy moly that you were on with uh yeah yeah. steph curry so we're wondering do you still fear the beard i don't and how much did you pay him to miss that three-footer you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I will divulge this information. We tried to go as long as possible because we wanted to get exposure. We've had, you know, we tried to as many putts as we could. Like, just, just let's just keep making it as many times as we want. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when I when I grabbed the ball, okay, this is how this is how like it wasn't the best turf. Okay, they picked the design over the quality of the turf that they used. It was like walking on a sponge. Okay. It, it didn't have, it didn't have a good, uh, clean smoothness to it. It was very spongy. So it was bouncy and very inconsistent. Um, they should have rolled it, you know? Uh, but, um, when I grabbed the ball, uh, the first time I made it and I grabbed it out, my foot scuffed the front and I didn't think it was possible to scuff turf like that but it was so I scuffed it probably like a foot in front because I remember grabbing it my foot went in front of the hole because that's what I always do uh when I grab it I just put my foot in in, to the to the left of the hole slightly and grab it with, with my left hand um and when I did that I made a little bit of a bump so the second putt I had it didn't even lip out it like clean missed to the left because it hit that little piece, that little like um, discrepancy in the green, and my heart just like literally plummeted. Like it, I, it just fell to my shoes. I mean, um, it was just it was the worst feeling ever. And I was just like in my head, I was like, if he makes it, cool, you know. Um, but he, he missed it. I, he, I was shocked. It lipped out. So yeah. I was just like. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. So then I got on my hands and knees, like as a joke, which they didn't show. And I just was like looking at the audience. This is what you do to make sure that you don't miss putts. So then I made it center cup again. I made it center cup, and then uh, he missed. Uh, but it was, I, I, uh, I didn't fear the beard. I feared the turf. <laughs> I feared the turf, yeah. which is you know very related since it was like so spongy, and I was just like, "Geez," because we were walking on it in the first hole. In the first hole, I was like, "Oh man, this stuff is not hard. It, you, this is very soft, so it's going to bounce. It's going to do all kinds of stuff." Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Just so yeah, so do you want to just tell us a little bit more about that experience? Uh, was your first time on TV? How nervous were you? Tell us what your mind was going through that day. Um, I mean, I've been on TV a few times. Like I was in a commercial when I was really young, um, uh, for a cable commercial, Time Warner Cable. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, Boy. that's when I was like six or seven or something. Um, but I've always been comfortable in front of a camera, I never was like hesitant, never like didn't want to speak my mind. 
Um, I can always, I can always feel a camera on me. It's weird, but I feel like this because I learned that about myself and I didn't know I knew that until uh, 2013, I did an internship in Indiana at Gangor Golf Academy, uh, which is just a golf academy for juniors. And um, <laughs> she'd try and take pictures of us, but I'd always be looking in her direction. She'd be like in the bushes somewhere and she'd be like, will you turn around? I was like, I'm sorry, I don't even mean to be looking at you. I just could feel a camera on me is weird, but it does help me play better more people that watch me help me focus more and that's why like every time I play a golf term in high school and there was no one there I got super bored super bored I just would like my mind just go somewhere else my scores would be different um my routine slightly different I just got so bored after the third or fourth hole because there's no one out there except the people that already know I kind of know what I'm doing um so it it, it it, it was great it, being having that like exposure for my business was great uh, but I think the coolest part was meeting the people I met an individual that knew my grandfather lived 20 minutes away from me played at the course I grew up at that he designed and I didn't even know him I never met the guy he lived 20 minutes away from me that's crazy what are the odds of only a hundred people being in that, in that actual game show, he was an alternate and he grew up 20 minutes away from me. Like, that's just insane. And he knew, he knew my grandfather, like he knew him. Like it, it, it blew my mind. That, it was, it was such an awesome experience. A lot of eclectic people from different backgrounds of golf, different passions for golf and just different characters, not even golf related. So they were just trying to get a good demographic for an outreach for, for that. And mm-hmm. it was really fun. Yeah, so really fun. Um, I guess I just had a question. Like, how does it work? Do you like apply for the show? Like, did they, I guess, reach you? They reached out to me. Um, then I did a video for them. They liked the video. Uh, well, no, first they did their live Skype interview. And the guy was really cool. He was nice. We talked a lot about it. Uh, and then I did a video for them. I did like, like a couple of putts because I wanted to make sure I could actually putt. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they just yeah. So uh, I did that. I did those. A little bit of trick shot reel for them, and then that was pretty much it. Yeah, and then they were like, "Yeah, come to uh, California." We did the shot. Um, I was there for a whole week. Uh, it went from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. That's when you shot. Um, yeah, it was very, very tiring. You'd sleep in next day. Um, I had three or four days off. I just stayed out in California, played different golf courses every time. Every day I played a different one because, I mean, I, I'm PGA certified, so therefore they can actually – wherever you're respected as a PGA pro, you can play for free. Um, wow. And – it, it's it was it was a great experience i mean am i, I <laughs> as a kid i was always obsessed with bridges architect uh mind yeah. um bridges just like always compelled me for some reason and i my put my feet right on the golden gate bridge never thought i'd do that when it came to this social media stuff um but yeah it, it was it was an awesome experience it really was did you get to meet steph curry 
yeah yeah for for a few minutes yeah we talked about golf and um he's a good dude he's nice so he's just he likes the game loves it like he loves the game yeah um and uh he's good he's got good i mean obviously he's got good hands so um he knows how to control the club head really well so what do you think about joe testor and rob riggle i personally thought that that is just a very strange pairing in the booth together. Just hearing those two names just really threw me off. Rob's hilarious. What'd you think? Um, the, yeah. The, Rob, I mean, anything that comes out of his mouth, it's kind of like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Patrick Warburn. It's kind of like that saying, he's like, yeah, of course, you know, got a, a funny face, you know, like that. Yeah. It's just any, anything that he says is really funny. Like, yeah. just, anything like it'd be the dumbest thing ever uh, you've known people like that they'll go the sky is blue you just start laughing because it's like norm they McDonald. just have yeah he just norm mcdonald just has this like dry super dry like don't care tone yeah. and it, it 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 was just anything you said was funny so yeah. it really made the show um and it was it was good for golf that's, that's why i did it you know yeah. Mainly the reason why I did it was because it's just good for golf in all ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also had another question that I was in an elevator one time with Joe Testor and I didn't realize it was him until he started speaking. I feel like he his voice does not match what he looks like whatsoever. I was no. just wondering if you sort of had any similar experiences or what you thought like it was weird hearing their voice in person or anything. Well, sometimes Sometimes their voice goes like more booming because they do it on purpose. Yeah. Like with like with Patrick um, Warburg, he, he's Warburg, uh, Warburton. I can't remember his last name. Um, like he does the same thing, just super dry, like kind of sense of humor, just kind of just changes. That's a really. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also do impressions and stuff like that too, but that's a different story. Um, yeah. I've been through a lot of shenanigans. We'll just put it that way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, uh, it's just, it's important to know that not all celebrities have that exact voice. Like Optimus Prime, he doesn't sound like that. He puts yeah. his voice, he puts his voice up to a certain pitch, just like Seth MacFarlane for Peter. And mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it, it's just doing voiceovers in general, knowing how to do all family guy voices he can yeah. do all of them. I'm sure he could. I mean, I can. It's just, it's just part of that whole, like, fluctuation. You know, you yeah. got to learn to be a little bit fluctuated for. Uh, uh, it's a learned skill for being on camera, basically. Yeah, Stewie impression. Stewie Griffin, right? Hmm? <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it's, 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 that's it's quite, it's quite good. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's just very casual. <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter's uh, Peter's more the, to the side of his face, a little Peter. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's. it's Do you it's think Peter? Different. How similar? I've always thought that Peter and Ted are so similar. Those two voices, just a little uh, bit well, different. Ted is. Ted is. Uh, he's just kind of Boston. He's no real. He's no Rhode Island in me. Rhode Island is more like this, and yeah. Ted's more like this. He's just Ted's more like Boston and. And then Seth MacFarlane just does a deep voice like this, like Brian. Like he just that's yeah. just him. Yeah. He just has that like fluctuation. But yeah. Okay. It's cool. It's fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
That is good. That's really impressive. Yeah. We I tried to do impressions last week. <laughs> on my hands. But it, yeah. well, it, it, it's, it's funny. Like, I don't ever practice them, though. I can just kind of memorize the shape that my throat needs to be at. Mm-hmm. And then you also you also match the mannerisms mm-hmm. of the person doing the voice. So if you watch Seth, he has certain like characteristics when he does Stewie's more like this, right? And he's here. And then if you do Peter, he's to the side, like over here. Yeah. It's just it's it's different. And then you watch like um who's what's the guy's name that does? Oh. Joe. Um yeah, well, oh, are you that's thinking Patrick. of? Are you that's thinking Patrick. of? Um, ah. That's so good. What's Thank his name? You. The guy that does all the impressions. The other guy. Oh, I thought you were talking about that guy. And you got Quagmire, uh, Cleveland. He's just whatever. <laughs> just talks his mind and just does what he wants. <laughs> and then you got you got um. Hmm. Oh, what's his name? Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris. <laughs> Just a little like whistle. Actually yeah. figured out I, I knew how I could do that and that's how I figured out actually how to whistle. Never knew how to whistle like that loud until I did that voice. Then I could whistle. <laughs> it's a weird order. I don't know what that order is. But um is yeah, just this are just random other things that I've done in my life. Um that kind of add up to it. So people are like, Oh, you should do it, you should do something with it. I don't know what the hell to do with it. Who is he doing this? Uh, yeah, it's right here. This this is what you're doing with it. Perfect. <laughs> right here. Great content. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's 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 uh it's it's just about understanding um your intention to do something with anything you do, whether it's guitar, whether it's gosh, anything. You have mm-hmm. to know and understand what to do before you do it. So I can fluctuate my voice, I understand how to do it. Study yeah. hard. Yeah, you could you could put some of those on TikTok or something, maybe. Dude. Yeah, I have. I just you gotta stick with you gotta stick with one thing because if you do voices, then you yeah. do golf, and then you do that's what Matt Matt Sharf learned that he learned like okay, I either gotta stick with doing stuff with with my girl and and comedy and and voices, and I can put golf stuff in there a little bit, but it can't all be golf because then the algorithm doesn't pick it up. Right. Yeah. And I think he's way funnier than he is at golf. He's way better at being funny um, than he is <laughs> at, at golf, but he's still good at golf. He's a good, he's a pretty decent player. Uh, he just, he's really great in front of the camera. He really is. Yeah. So, yeah. What other questions you got? We're going to get into a little bit of the coaching. Like just, we're looking through your website. And one of the first things that we had was, who is the absolute unit that you decided to put next to you in one of these pictures on your website? I don't, we don't know who he is, but he just is a, he's just a super big dude that I met down in, um, in Miami, same arm length as me. So it just goes to show you that, you know, height and size has very little to do with it. Grip size. Yes. Cause of finger length. Um, and then, um, club length because imagine it being your just basic math and trig it's your hypotenuse you stand at a certain angle to have proper leverage versus someone that's standing too tall or too low like 
Barkley. I don't know why they haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> uh, his clubs are way too short for him, yeah. and he's trying to accelerate at the ball. I just don't understand how some of the top people that have worked with him still can't figure it out. Like, make his clubs longer so he doesn't have to be, like, parallel with the ground and then have to go back down there again. It's not comfortable for his back. That's why he has all these weird stuff happening. Uh, <laughs> just, like, make him longer. You don't have to do as much work. Just make the heads lighter. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it, it's just – it's all part of that, um, again, that the politics and the trending. What's trending? Who's playing with – with what coach and who's working with who um, it's very political, very, very political. I know some great coaches that have no spotlight at all and should, and they just don't because they don't market themselves well, or they don't have a specific, specific niche. It's the ones that really market themselves well and do a decent job coaching a few players. That's how they explode. Like Gankus really good with people. Amazing with people. Um, Wayne Gretzky, really nice dude super nice uh his son got introduced to, to george and that's when he started to really grow i mean george has put in the work he's he's understood the swing he went his direction with it and he's doing a great job especially matt wolf once matt wolf won won that tournament he was just boom once you see matt wolf on there you're like oh gankus yeah. if you hear matt wolf you think of gankus right. and when you think of gankus you think of matt wolf i mean that's just like one and one Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how I mean he working with um, uh, you know the the great uh, Wayne Gretzky um, you know he he helped him out you know that's that's what happens in golf you get connections and and, and everything else yeah it's it's uh, it's pretty awesome that's great meeting people I would never have, have imagined of meeting the people that I have so it's cool. All right. Um, what do you think is like the biggest mistake you see kind of at a common golfer? Like, um, every day making making changes they don't understand. They're using a drill, but they don't understand why. They're just using it because someone they think is a great golfer is showing them how to do. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. If you don't understand what it's supposed to do for you, and you don't have your body type. It's like your regular doctor, okay? You go to a doctor. How do you know that his information he's telling you is true? <laughs> you hope it is because <laughs> you're paying him a ton of money just to sit there and wait in the waiting room for an hour. And then when you're there, you're like, I waited this long. I hope he has something good to say besides, oh, your legs hurt? I'll stay off it. Like, duh. <laughs> like, you know, like, it, it's just, it, 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 it's scary. It's a scary thought because I see a lot of stuff on social media that goes with some specific swings but other people are trying it. It doesn't work. Yeah, you gotta it's just it. not within science. And, and it, it'll work fine, but it's not, you're not going to get the results you want. So don't get that twisted. Science is not wrong. Science is always the same because physics is always the same regardless. It's, it's the results you get and then how you react to that result. That's why people are like, oh, that's just you're doing it wrong. Like, he's not doing anything wrong. He's doing it the way that just science depicts it. And he's not getting the result he wants. Uh-huh. So that's where like the word wrong um, is very confused with belief systems used by templates and uh, egos, giant ones, huge, giant egos, huge. 
<laughs> they they're like some of them are like children they'll fight on facebook that's why i left facebook forums they fight they call each other just ridiculous things they just get into it and i'm like oh my gosh it's ridiculous mm-hmm. it's crazy <laughs> you guys don't know the half of it trust me i left me leaving facebook forums i left because there's just what am i do why am i arguing with someone right. that's clearly like i can't get the point across to them because they're just too they're too well not even stubborn they're not open-minded yeah they're not open-minded because they they when they don't understand something they fear it and when you fear something uh you lash out Mm -hmm. that's just what happens Mm -hmm. anything you just see baseball forms the same thing baseball swing the baseball swing in general oh man Uh, and i can get behind some coaches but some coaches have no idea how to teach a baseball swing. None. They're, they're flying hips out. They're, they're hurting kids' backs because um, they're watching video. It's not fun. All right. So I, um, so I kind of struggle, kind of go off this. I struggle with taking the club back a little too far inside sometimes. And mm. I know a lot of golfers out there uh do as well and i mean you do a little bit too but you know your swing obviously a lot more than i do um what's the main reason why uh golfers like i do that and could you give us some tips on how to correct that because um well it's very it's uh, it's very specific to the person so you got to know what their cues are uh you got to know if they understand how to maintain angle uh, which means just the wrist angle from the forehand to the forearm. If they don't maintain this with the proper muscles, then they're not going to maintain the takeaway properly. Now I do a different grip um, and I put it in most of my posts. Uh, I do not teach that grip it is something that is good for my left shoulder since I had surgery on it. Um, and it's good for something for someone that's really uh, not trying to put too much stress on their back. Um, a lot of lateral movement. But that specific grip, if you see my last video, my, my swing is more on shaft plane, uh, whatever the hell that even means. Um, because the grip, the way you grip it is going to match your takeaway. And the actual what you're gripping it with is also going to match the takeaway. Mm-hmm. So you're probably having uh, pressure in certain areas um, that aren't, um, aren't, uh, aren't doing what you want. They're just not. There's different pressures because like putting, um, you can putt all you want to, but that's physically rotating your body on purpose with your core. People putt chip. Um, Most people putt chip because they're fearing that they can't make contact. Um, Some coaches coach putt chipping uh, because they want to build confidence for that certain player because they don't have good coordination with their forearms. They don't understand how to do that. So from a putt chip, Imagine trying to make a bigger swing, just any location, whether it's nine and three, 10 and two, 11 and one, noon, just imagine that. You, your body can't do it. Your spine cannot do it. It's like trying to putt a hundred foot putt. It's hard. You got to use your hands at some point to get the club head to go faster. Right. Yeah. And then you lose where the club head is. And that's also probably what you're doing. You've no idea where that club head is. You just don't. It opens, it closes, no idea how to control that because you weren't taught specifically on how to maintain um, the two points of pressure 
which are usually the palm and then either the index finger for the lead hand or the two middle fingers for the, for the trail hand. Uh, very specific. If that's not done, um, then you got to reroute it. You've got to do other things, shallow the club, and then turn the face over as you're swinging into out, which is a giant band-aid. Swinging into out is a band-aid for people that don't know how to control club face. It's a giant band-aid. I get rid of it instantly when I see it. But you got to know how to connect to the specific individual. Mm-hmm. My issue... My issue is they get good enough to where they don't think they're getting any better. And they're like, well, thanks. I really appreciate you. I was like, oh, good. I don't have my students for a very long time. Just, I don't. And that's a, that's a problem. Obviously, I have my business, but referrals and more referrals and more referrals. They're happy. I want them to be happy. If they're happy, good. If you're shooting mid-80s and you don't – they understand that, that, that realistic expectation of they have – like, let's just say you have five kids, good luck playing golf, you know, because you just have priorities. Uh, and they understand, like, oh, well, if I do spend my money, I may get better, but then I'm not going to practice. So, you know, 80s or, you know, high 70s, I'd say a majority of my students break 80. Um, and some of them just don't make the best decisions. So they're not going to break 80. <laughs> That's not on me. That's them. So it's, it's funny, man. Um, uh, so for tendencies for you, specifically you, I don't know. I can't give you a tip specifically for you because there are way too many variables, how tall you are, everything else. It's very, very important to understand the variables. But um, if you were to do any one of them, uh, when, you, when you take the club on the takeaway, keep your thumbs on the left-ish side of the club itself. And then when you finish, keep your thumbs on the right-ish side. So you're not turning the face and then have to turn it back again. Because if you, that's what's happening is you're turning that club face in the takeaway. And if you turn that, it doesn't match your spine. There's a couple of my posts where say, um, if your spine matches nine, you'll be just fine. Uh, nine o'clock meaning nine. Uh, if you're at nine o'clock, and that's, that's a good thing. And then you just match it again at three o'clock you're good. The ball's going to go exactly where you want to. But if you open it, then you got to time that perfectly along with sequence and everything else. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough battle. But yeah. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, that was very helpful. Yeah, dude. I feel like I, I mean, I definitely, I guess I've kind of always, well, I mean, for my takeaway, I just try to, I guess, take away it straight. So I think, I mean, I understand what you mean. Like, I don't, you know, don't open your wrist. So I try to just keep it straight. And by doing that, I feel that left um, thumb you set in. Yeah, it sets in there, but make sure you're using your forearms properly because most people, what they do is they straighten their left arm. When you straighten that left arm super tight, you can't use your forearm really well. Imagine yeah. trying to kick a soccer ball with a straight leg. Yeah, I, n- I never understood people. Are, I mean, I understand straight. Like, you don't want it, like, bit, like completely like that. But you don't want it. Because I mean, when you when you function it, um, so when you put the palm out like this, it's supporting the weight of the club, right? Mm-hmm. And then when this when this has flexion, excuse me, extension, when this has extension tension in it, yeah. then a little bit of the bicep will be holding that golf club going that way, so it looks straight. Yeah. But you don't actually tighten it here because if you tighten it at the elbow joint, your arm, your your well, first of all, your rotator cuff becomes too free it'll the hand will spin like really quickly you can't control the club head 
and you can't use your forearm muscle very well because the muscle right behind the forearm is locked out. Mm-hmm. You cannot use it. It's like trying to shoot a basketball with a straight arm. You can't even do it. Yeah. So everyone always says to keep your left arm straight. Is that something? They're, they're, very, they're very confused as to what muscle is actually being used. If you, if you watch um, – um, if you watch uh, JT, the super soft right elbow – like his club path is club head path is awesome because he understands how to use his forearms. Same thing with DJ, super strong forearms. Same thing with Kyle Berkshire, super strong forearms, like ridiculously just his tensile strength and his forearms is insane. Mm-hmm. He can do that because there's just some people on this planet. Like I, I mean, I'm the same way. When I was 17, I was swinging 138 on average. Wow. I mean, now nah, I can't do that because I can't get my shoulder up past my butt crack again uh but you know like i just can't like i literally can't like my shoulder won't do that it only goes about that high this one however i mean look at the difference in that versus i can't get it close to me there's no like i can't get it close because i had the surgeon i dislocated it 13 times um and i you know 13 unlucky number i was like okay i'm done because the last time i dislocated it was swinging a club it was wet out. My hand came off the club and my hand just spun around and just okay. Um, so I just, I told the surgeon to just sew it shut. Just, mm. So it never coming out again. He did it right. Uh, it's just super tight. So yeah. that's why sometimes when I do certain swings, I'll set up and my shoulders are a bit left of where I'm setting up. My shoulders are a little bit open because that shoulder is so set back. I have to consciously do it every time and just, I can't do it every time. No one does. It's not perfect. So you just have to work with what you got. And uh, if, if I know where that club head's going, if I know where I'm putting it, um, from say 10 and two, ball's going that way. Yep. This is just, this is just going to. Um, yeah. What else you got? So I guess uh, personal, what's the funniest, I guess, coaching story you've had, if you can think of any. There's so many, man. I mean, teaching Australians is like they have a different they have a different sense of humor. They have a very different sense of humor. And same thing with Europeans. Like I get along more with Australians and Europeans because I just have a different slapstick uh sense of humor. It's very rare um to have that sense of humor for like the the average joe american doesn't have a slapstick sense of humor it's more sarcastic it's a little bit serious but with with like um you know like the german and this and this and the swedish and the um more of the european style of you know mr bean type of stuff um and then you got australians they, they just have this different sense of humor man like golf guys those guys are so hilarious they're funny dudes uh in person they just are um and you know if you didn't know golf gods is based in australia um but it's it's cool man it's awesome to 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 work with with different people uh but there's way too many i mean it's just from little kids just saying crazy stuff to um uh, that's way too many so I can't even think I'd have to like go back and like, that would take me a few minutes uh, but there's just there's so many that just 
absolutely like kill me like i remember um in 2013 uh i taught this guy couldn't break 80 uh and we'd always play he's a super wealthy uh, lawyer still a very true friend right now good friend i call him almost every week um he's the guy i went up to to actually um play pete die french flick and um and cricket stick and a couple of other courses up there um he 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 leaves the voicemail and i wish i saved it but it didn't i changed phones and didn't email it to myself um but it's just him literally screaming just screaming and i had no idea like i had to hold the phone i was in college like holding the phone like this far away from me no idea what he was saying um he was like i can't believe it i can't believe it like i can't believe it um but um he he broke 80 that day um and then the par three it's 240 yards missed the hole he was two feet short of the hole um yeah, and then two holes later, he got his first hole in one. Um, one of the hardest, the hardest, probably, if not the hardest golf course I personally ever played. What course? And shot a, shot a 78. It no longer exists. It was, at my, it was on my page. Uh, it's called Wolf Run. Um, it was when I was going through the, co- the closed down course. Very bittersweet moment. Just like I hadn't been there in years. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks. Uh, but uh, it's a beautiful course. And then I was just home recently found out that they sold my home course that I had my record at, um, which, you know, it's safe, obviously, but doesn't exist. Kind of, <laughs> kind of ironic. Um, they're closing too. They went, they're going to a solar panel. Um, they sold out uh, to a solar panel company. Sucks, man. It just sucks to see that happen. But uh, it does. But yeah. All right, so this is, uh, I guess, the last section we started to do. It's about we do a draft. Um, so this one, um, we're going to build our dream golfer. So there's mm-hmm. five sections, driving, iron play, wedges, uh, short game, putting. Uh, Colin, you go first. And pretty much you don't have to go in any order. You could take – so let's say you want to take Tiger's putting first and no one else can take Tiger's putting, or you want to take DJ's driving first. No one else could take DJ's driving. Um, we'll just go back and forth. It'll be a snake draft. Uh, yeah, and once that person's used, uh, no one else is allowed to use them. Any golfer's game from any era. Uh, so if you want to start it off, um, go for it. Um, I will, so are we starting from drive or where are we starting? So you can do anything you want. You can start wedges, iron play, short game, putting. Um, but as long as – you have to just fill in each uh, each aspect of the game. Okay. Um, I'll take uh, – let's see. I would take Tiger's putting – no. No, no. I would take Jack Nichols' putting any day. Okay. Um, Locked in. Yep. He is incredible. Like, he made every putt. Um Tigers, Tigers. So we do one at a time. So yeah, it'll be one at a time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Johnny will go next. All right, I'll do iron play. Uh, I wanted to pick Tiger, but I think I'm gonna go Ben Hogan iron play. Um, It's hard to beat Hogan, so. Okay, that's true. 
Um, I so I get two picks because we're doing a snake draft, and then Colin, you'll get two picks too. Um, so I'll go. I gotta go. Dustin Johnson's driving. Um, I mean, what he's doing right now just hammers that fade. Uh, can work it both ways. Off the tee, just bombs it. It's so accurate. I gotta go. His driving. Um, well, he's six four. Yeah. It's not fair. No. Like I said, if he learns, if he knows how to putt, he's gonna win. Yep. And a story. He'll he'll beat Bryson every time. He's starting to do it now, which I love to see. Um, yeah, and then I gotta go. I'm surprised you didn't say this, Johnny. I'm going Tiger's iron play. I told you. I was, yeah. I'm taking how I took Hogan. Iron iron play. Ty I think Tiger has it has has it over Hogan for sure. Um go ahead, man. Uh, all right, I'm going to go, since he left, I'm going to go Tiger putting. Um, mm-hmm. I think he is just his 0-2, kind of 2000, 2001. Especially 2001, he wasn't missing any putts. So I'll take that putting all day. Okay. Um, let me see here. I would take Rory's 250 and out. Like his second, like, Par five second shots. Rory is insane with those. Yeah, he is. Yeah. The Irish okay. in those three woods he hit or five woods into those holes were. On that, the US Open, he was like 15 shots ahead or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, like 10 shots ahead. Nobody was catching him because he just was, he just was on it. He just was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you get one more. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Seve short game. Ooh, oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I was I was putting that on the back of the camera. <laughs> oh. yeah. All right, Johnny. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I have to take Phil short game. I think one of the greatest. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna take him. I I wanted to. It's in between him and Tiger. I don't want to go Tiger all day because there's a lot of aspects you can take from Tiger's game. But I'm gonna go Phil short game. I'm going to take a short game. Also, I mean, he's played great uh, this past weekend at Waste Management. Uh, Steve Stricker, uh, so great to see him at the top of the leaderboard. Um, he's a really good guy. Really good guy. Um, got to go really straight. Really good guy. So I got, ooh, cutting and wedges. Ooh. All right, I have left. I'm going to go 2015 Spies putting. I think he was on, absolutely on fire that year, making every yeah. putt from 30 feet. Um, I got a good Jordan's putting. All right, I'm going to go wedges. And I was, I'm in between Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, but I'm going to go Stricker because I think there's a couple things in life, death, taxes, and Steve Stricker hitting it to five <laughs> feet with a wedge. So I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Awesome, man. Yeah. And then uh, I'll just throw in Freddie Keppel's iron play. Unbelievable. His, like, softness, his his softness is just unmatched. Yep. Him and Louis Eustazen. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Louis is hard to beat. He got one more wedges. Uh, well, I'll do – I'll do Sneed. Okay. Sneed. Okay. He's got a butter swing. Yeah. Sneeds, um, you know, he's, he's, he's incredible. He just knew, he knew how to, 
He knew how to do it. He just did. He just could do it. Didn't have to think about it. He just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Do I, have anything, I, I think that's it. Do I have any left? You're yeah, filled out. You got Rory, Freddie, Sam Snead, Seve, and then Jack Nicholas. All right, Johnny. All right. I, I really want to pick Rory driving, but I guess you pretty much took that call. And so. <laughs> well, no, no, I didn't take it. It's two fifty and out, like, like for from fairway. You know? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, well, then if you're leaving that driver up, and I'll take Rory with the big stick, just because I think he, when he's on, he's the best driver in the game in my mind or right now. And stuff. But yeah. All right, I got wedges. Um, mm. I'm gonna go DJ. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go DJ. I think when he's at the top of his game, um, I mean, we saw it this week at Saudi. He's just just attacking pins, and anything from 125 and out is money when he's on, when he's locked in. So I got to go DJ's wedges. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have one for driving. Do I have one? For yeah, no, I, we didn't have you pick Rory for uh, driving. Yeah. yeah, who do you want? Who do you want? Um. I'm trying to think of someone like old school because everyone's like got super potential. I mean, if you're going three wood, just three wood, Stenson, though, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but you've got um, Ernie. Ernie Ells for driving was – he was – he had this like control no one else of his height did um, or John Daly. Oh, yeah. There you Just go. So many. <laughs> so Lee. many. We lo- we love JD around here. <laughs> Back now, let's go. Any hole in ones? If so, where? Two. Um, one was at uh, God Falls Road. I was actually doing a uh, a trick shot, um, and it went in. But it wasn't really. It was it wasn't really a trick shot. I just took my three wood from one ninety two. I did the back step and just hit it super high and. Went in. Um, that's what I planned to do. Really like, called it. We thought we thought it went over the back, um, but it it he's he goes, I was like shut up, bro. Like it's not in the hole. He goes yeah, it is. He yanks it out like a jackass. And he didn't let me like pull out my hole once. So I like feel like it's jinxed me ever since then. Um, I can't tell you how many times hit the bam pin. It's hit the pin, knocked over. Um, and then uh. My first one was at um, Basketball uh, uh, Country Club. Golf Club Country Club? Doesn't matter. Um, and it was uh, 155, like a 20 mile an hour wind right to left. Uh, I hit a seven iron from 155 downhill. And uh, it just landed 14 and just casually rolled to the hole, went right in. And then I ran down like an idiot during a lesson, and I forgot that. He, he, I, my brain forgot that I was in the lesson because I told him, I was like, I told him specifically, take a picture of my, of my finish. Mm-hmm. So I have a fin, I have a picture of that exact swing. No video. No video. Well, I can tell if it's, we had flip phones, bro, just oh, J phones. Um, <laughs> so, pff, yeah, just two. Yeah. For now. What's your favorite for now. food chains? 
My what? Favorite fast food chain. Oh, God. Um, Chipotle. Okay. Heard of you. Good old Chipotle. Disrespecting you. Uh, did you play college golf? I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. I injured myself three months into going into college. So, crank dropped me. Um, no one looked at me because of that. And, yeah, I went to a golf academy. Sucked. <laughs> Don't get injured. What is your <laughs> best at-home workout for uh, for the golf game? There's too many. There's too many variables. There's so many. I mean, there's so many, dude. <laughs> I could go all day on what workouts specifically. Um, I would say something to do with your forearms, rolling up. You put like a weight on a string and you just roll it up and then roll it back down. It'll help you control the club head more. Uh-huh. I did that for baseball and God, dude, started doing that for baseball. I was hammered. Like I was 16. And I was hitting over 300 yards. I mean, then I turned 17 and then I reached 350. It's ridiculous. I just, could do it i didn't know why i just could yeah now i do but can't do it <laughs> it seems like you hit it pretty good ways yeah um, you know <laughs> we're not modest you know modest. <laughs> well i mean not, it, yeah, no. when someone when you when you used to doing it something and then you can't do it anymore it's very frustrating so you just like kind of like let it go yeah. <laughs> They'd be like Kyle Berkshire only hitting it 300 yards. That's true. He'd hate it. Okay, yeah. All right. Sure. All right. Uh, what's your dream course you want to play? Um, I'm going to be very cliche, but Augusta, and I'm very close to. Mm-hmm. I'm kissing the right ass, so it might happen eventually. <laughs> mm. I don't know if you know who Penske is. He owns the massive, huge company for construction. Yeah. He's a... Mm-hmm. he's a, a member and a couple other people is a senator that my friend knows but can't ask him if you ask him to play you get blacklisted so they'll do that yeah. mm. what is the best uh area of your golf game um oh god i don't know blank <laughs> all around it's pretty good um couldn't tell you i i don't because my mindset's like i don't have in my mind i don't have a weakness um and if you do peg it if you do peg your best then what's second what's third what's fourth what's fifth what's sixth so my mentality at least the way i do it is don't don't pick one thing that's your best because if you think that then it's like having one kid and like i asked my best kid how's the other one feel yeah <laughs> So at least my mentality, I'm not, I, I'm very even keel. I understand what I need to do every time. All right. What's your all time, like foursome, dream foursome? Uh, Jack Nicholas, for sure. Um, Hogan and probably, probably Sneed. Some people I've never met. Someone I've never met, like gotten to know. Those three, I think, would be yeah. ideal. Because there are stories about Hogan all the time, but, you know, what's, what's the word of truth? You know? mm-hmm. 
All right, well, number eight, we'll just give you a quick second to plug your socials and tell us how we can book a lesson and everything like that. Yeah, so um, it's Colin McCarthy Golf. It's C-O-L-I-N, not, not two L's, but one L. Um, and the link tree is in my bio. Everything is in my link tree, even my YouTube, which I'm launching this Friday. Um, I'm going to be doing some golf in about a foot of snow. Uh, I'll show you guys how to do it, how it goes. It's really fun. Played actually really well. Um, again, it's the camera thing. I'm not on a camera. I don't play that great. So I skip board. Um, and yeah, it's how to book a lesson. The schedule is right on there. It's super easy. I'll probably be um, going to a new platform very soon. I mean, I'll probably announce it anyways. So I'm going with, I'm going to be joining Skillis. Um, so when that happens, um, some of my platforms, you can use Skillis or you can still use Calendly, but it's on Calendly right now. So super easy. You don't even have to ask me. You don't have to ask me a single thing. People have all these questions. Most of them are in there. All you got to do is go right there, book a session. My availability is there. I can either accept it or, or you like deny it. No, I don't like you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, it's very simple. You, you, people have all these questions and concerns. It's FaceTime or WhatsApp or Zoom like we're doing right now. Yeah. It's very, very, very simple stuff. Makes your game so much better once you understand what to do before you swing. Very, very, very. And of course, we get that. We of course now get that special best friend discount. So we'll be looking out for that. Brown brown discount. (laughs) (laughs) I give it out. I give it out sometimes, but it's no, no. Yeah, I mean, no, (laughs) up to you. Like how you're like no, and I'm like no, he's offering. Don't say. (laughs) But yeah, uh, what else you got? What's what's number nine? Nine finishing up. For 2021. Hmm? Tell you. Goals for 2021. Um, run a successful tournament with a person I can't mention right now. Awesome. Because it's under wraps. Nice. Yeah, so it's a big deal. It's okay. going to be awesome. But hopefully it's successful, healthy, it runs smoothly, and we do it every year. It's going to be in Vegas, so if that matters. Yeah. Um, yes. I have basically two goals. Uh, that and well, three, um, at least become verified, which is very hard to do. Um, and, uh, and then grow my YouTube so that I make a residual by the end of, um, end of this year. I want to make decent money on YouTube doing what I, what I love as well. So residual is where it's at, guys. You can make residual, whatever it is that you're passionate about, do it. Make money while you sleep. I mean, Dude, GM Golf Garrett, and he is just absolutely murdering it. Mm-hmm. Murdering it. Uh-huh. He, 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 I mean, look at Steven. He bought his dream car. Garrett bought his dream car. Yeah, that's crazy. You're making like thousands of dollars, like thousands, thousands, sometimes thousands a day. Right. A day. Imagine that. Yeah. And they're not doing anything. Yeah. It's, I think, it's incredible when mm. they're doing what they love to do. He had a lot of support from his family. His family's amazing. Um, his dad's hilarious. But if you just focus on what you love to do and it's going to make you profit, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. But if you're just doing something that you love doing, like working out, yeah, great. You have muscles. But how do you relate that to information that people can use? How are you going to actually – don't just work out 
and and take a video and not monetize it somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's not making you. Not helping you out. No, like tonight I'm posting a trick shot at 7 p.m. Um, for my health insurance sponsor. So it's it's cool, man. It's just, it's fun. You be able to get good at something, people are going to see value. Yeah. You are worth, everybody is worth something, okay? Your time is worth value. And sometimes I take the time for people that have passion in certain areas, and that's fine. But, I mean... Everybody has a value too, per hour, per day. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. I appreciate you just giving us all the insight. We learned a lot. I know. I yeah, of course. And, um, yeah. Thank you. Sweet, Jen. So I appreciate you having me on, and um, you gentlemen have yourselves a good day. You too. You too. You too. Best you too. See you. See ya. See ya. All right, that concludes episode 14. If you all enjoyed this episode, please hit that five stars again on Apple and please subscribe on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Play It As It Lies Golf. Thank you all. Have a good rest of the week. Running all in vain trying to catch this train